Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 148 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise her in the heights. Praise her all her angels. Praise her all her hosts. Praise her sun and moon. Praise her all you shining stars. Praise her you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for she commanded and they were created. And she established them forever and ever. She gave a decree and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures in all deeps. Fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind fulfilling his word. Mountain and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds. Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for her name alone is exalted. Her majesty is above earth and heaven. She has raised up a horn for her people. Praise for all her saints, for the people of Israel who are near to her. Praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 49, verses 5 through 15. And now the Lord says, He who formed me from the womb to be a servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. He says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light for the nations, that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nation, the servant of rulers. Kings shall see and arise, princes, and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord, who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. Thus says the Lord, In a time of favor I have answered you. In a day of salvation I have helped you. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, to establish the land, to apportion the desolate heritages, saying to the prisoners, Come out, and to those who are in darkness, appear. They shall feed along the ways, and all bare heights shall be their pasture. They shall not hunger or thirst, neither scorching wind nor nor sun shall strike them. For he who has pity on them will lead them, and by springs of water will guide them. And I will make all my mountains a road, and my highways shall be raised up. Behold, these shall come from far. And behold, these from the north and from the west, and these from the land of Syene. Sing for joy, O heavens, and exult, O earth. Break forth, O mountains, into singing. For the Lord has comforted his people, and will have compassion on his afflicted. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me. The Lord is, my Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child? that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 12, verses 46 through 50. While he was still speaking to the people, behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. But he replied to the man who told him, Who is my father and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Here, are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. 
Good morning, and welcome to the fifth day of Advent. This is Brother Logan Isaac, broadcasting from Albany, Oregon. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 148, Isaiah 49, and Matthew 12. And the the language of family kind of sticks out, and you know the Isaiah reading was long, but it closes with this really, you know, important reminder. Um, in Isaiah, there's a narrator. I don't know if it's Isaiah himself, um, who's like, you know, I'm I'm going to be forgotten, um, and uh, Zion, which is kind of a I don't like to say code word like conspiracy theorist, but like it is a coded word for Jerusalem, for Israel as the people of God. And they're saying, the Lord's forgotten me. He's forsaken me. Um, and the last verse, can a woman forget her nursing child? Can God forget Israel that easily, that she has no compassion? Um, and God reminds the narrator that God will not forget Zion. Um, and this image that's used is a family, familial image. And the gospel reading, we have um, the, the, the individual asked him, you know, who are my neighbors, who's my mother, my brother? And uh, Jesus uses, but also challenges the familial language. My mother, my brother, my sister, my father are not necessarily just my biological father and mother and brother and sister, but everyone who does the will of my father in heaven, uh, essentially suggesting that the people of God are a family unit. Um, And that's a really central metaphor in the Bible. And it's one of the reasons that, for me, when I talk about, you know, the military or, like, the troops or something, I don't like using the troops because it's just maddeningly unspecific um, and kind of homogenizing. But um, another reason I like expanding, or another reason is that I like expanding the definition of military outside of just active duty or reserves, but includes the veteran community, it includes their dependents, their children, their spouses. And quite frankly, I think the military includes you know any service that supports the running of an organization or of a, of a nation um, and isn't just about force, but you know force is on the table. So like police and law enforcement, firefighting, emergency medical services, um, not just, you know, armed service branches, but any kind of structured organization and personnel that contribute toward the stability, the justice, the peace of a nation. You know, the Forest Service, the AmeriCorps, Peace Corps, like that to me is a more inclusive, uh, or to include them in the military as a more inclusive kind of definition I think is important. It's a reminder that we kind of, we love putting things in boxes and then sometimes those boxes don't, don't work, don't fit. Um, and in particular, military families are a part of the military community. Um, you know, uh, spouses deploy and uh, leaving children and their, uh, their partners at at home and the family that remains at home is making a sacrifice in in nearly every bit as as the service member is um, children doing without a parent for six months a year year and a half uh, that is a sacrifice that supports the stability and peace of our country 
Um, and so dependence are, are sometimes this overlooked um, element within the military. Um, and to, to point out, as I often do, Jesus, if God is a warrior, according to Exodus 15, um, Jesus, as the Son of God, is a military brat, and Mary is a military spouse. Um, I also point out in a recent blog post that in each of their initial addresses, Mary's Magnificat in Luke 1, and Jesus' inaugural sermon in Luke 4, I think, they both cite Isaiah 61, which is inclusive of Isaiah 59 and the armor of God, um, and binding up the oppressed and or, um, loosening the, the chains of the, um, in uh, Jesus' language, it's the Eichmalotos, the prisoners of war, someone taken by a spear, Eichme. So Jesus, and in when Mary's opening lines of the Magnificat, uh, my soul magnifies the Lord, my my. My my, I, I exalt my God, something like that. It's quoting another verse from Isaiah 61 and changing it slightly. And again, Isaiah 61, when it's talking about, you know, a child will lead them and da 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 like this is military language. It's quoting Zebulon and Naphtali, the lands that lie in darkness, who are the troop tribes of Israel that have been disgraced before Israel. Um, and so this language not only is inclusive of military dependence, um, it the opening speeches of the Holy Family emphasize that they are military dependents, going on a military mission or preparing a military campaign in which God, in Christ, wages war on sin and evil. Um, and so military families are part and parcel to the military. Um, you know, understanding uh, or being unashamed of the military imagery in Scripture is essential for understanding the mission of Jesus on earth and the work of salvation by God throughout history. If we don't get that, and we don't know how to recognize it, and we don't include military families in that narrative, we are not getting the full picture. If we think of, you know, if we honor, quote-unquote, the troops, but we do nothing for the wives and children that also sacrificed, um, or, you know, do these pithy little jackwad, you know, platitudes, we're not really getting the full picture. Um, and I think that's to our own discredit as a church and not to um, families themselves. Um, I'll put in the show link or the show notes a link to some articles on the training room that talk about military dependence, uh, that point out Jesus and Mary's inaugurals and how they use military language. Um, and this isn't to venerate soldiers and veterans and, and military families, but to be honest and realistic about their role in salvation history, um, because we often either o- over- overlook it or overstate it. And I think there's a middle ground that we need to be aware of and to explore and in order to enrich our own understanding of God and God's work in the world, we have to come to terms with the fact that military language and families are integral to not just the Gospels, but the entire uh, biblical witness. A prayer for those in the armed forces of our country from the Book of Common Prayer. Almighty God, we commend to your gracious care and keeping all the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad. Defend them day by day with your heavenly grace. Strengthen them in their trials and temptations. 
Give them courage to face the perils which beset them, and grant them a sense of your abiding presence wherever they may be. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Or, if you serve military families, subscribe to First Forward, a paid subscription feed providing commentary on Sunday lectionary texts a week in advance. Use it for sermon prep or just because you support the troops. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instruction will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PPUHQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in an episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off of air. So there you have it three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I haven't convinced you to fall in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia. See you.